My name is Matt Brown. Joining forces under one roof to face the challenge of everyday life. And let's start the show. I don't want you to tell us what you do. I want you to tell us who you are. What is going on, everybody? The world is a better place because you are here to join us. My name is Matt Brown, and I am the host of the Productive Conversations podcast. It is Tuesday, August 1st, 2023. You got that right. It is August. It is the eighth month. It's the eighth month of the year. It is the last full month of summer. It is the dog days of summer. It's about to get even hotter and more tropical and more relaxing and all of those things that the month of August has to offer. And before we get into our show, before we talk about the tweet cap and before we get into some trending topics around the world, I just want to remind you to like and subscribe to the Productive Conversations podcast on all podcasts and platforms and YouTube. And don't forget to check out exclusive content regarding this show across all our social media platforms. We're on Instagram at Productive Conversations Podcast, Twitter at Prod Convo Pod. We're on TikTok at Productive Conversations. Or I, actually, we're on X at, at Prod Convo Pod. And check us out also on TikTok at Productive Conversations and YouTube at Productive Conversations as well as Facebook at Productive Conversations. So first things first, the most important part of my life on August 1st is to wish my father, Al, a happy birthday. Happy birthday. You know how much you mean to me. You know how much you mean to the family and so many other people. You really are a great example of what a man should be and the ultimate example. I'm very, very proud of you and I love you so much, Dad. I hope you have a wonderful birthday. That's what I love about August 1st. So besides that, I hope everybody had a great weekend. I worked. It was a pain in the ass. It was uh, not fun, and i um, glad it's over. But let me say one thing, and I've learned. If you have a bad weekend and you're praying for a good one, you, you might not get it but you might have an amazing Monday. And this Monday, this past Monday was a great Monday. I went to Giants camp on Monday, and that was a great, great time. I went with my brother Tommy, and we brought his friend Donnie, and we went out to East Rutherford, went to the training facility in the parking lot of MetLife Stadium, and it was just a great vibe. Now, in a few weeks, we are going to do a lot of football. You know, we're going to do three shows a week, Two of them going to be football-related. One, an NFL show released every Wednesday. Every Thursday, a college football show. And then every Friday, a non-sports show. So a lot of them will be tweet caps and topic thunders and interviews and other things. But we're going to get very football-heavy. But today, we really kicked off the football season because I was there. I was focused. I was enjoying the vibes. It was great seeing the Giants fans around. Now, here in the Northeast, especially in the tri-state area, the Jets are the conversation when it comes to football. A lot of people talking about the Jets, and rightfully so. They have a lot of expectations. And bringing Aaron Rodgers in clearly is changing that franchise for good. And people have a lot of hope for the Jets. And they should. You know, with the training camp videos I've seen, and Hard Knocks is going to be dropping on Thursday, and we're going to have that all month to enjoy. But yeah, upgrading in the quarterback position with the 
established weapons you have already, and you have two very good tight ends on top of that, and an improved line, and if Brees Hall is returning to form, you have him in the backfield, and Michael Carter knows how to run as well, so... A lot of things should work out for the Jets' offense this year, and there's a lot of hype regarding that. But the Giants have laid low. They have made a lot of moves. They have made a lot of upgrades, and seeing those for the first time in person can only excite you as a Giants fan. Darren Waller is as good as advertised. He's looking great, and he should be a solid weapon, and we hope that he is a great fantasy choice, and we hope he plays a full season as well. He's looking good out there. The Giants' wide receivers, the weapons were a huge, huge criticism for the team last season. And now, first of all, you have Isaiah Hodgins, who really broke out towards the end of the season. He's back. Sterling Shepard hopefully returns after tearing his ACL last year. The people we've had in the offseason, Paris Campbell might be making some noise. He's probably the one who impressed me the most at Giants camp. Cole Beasley has always been a reliable slot receiver. Uh, hopefully he makes the team and things work out there. Jameson Crowder, the same thing. He hopefully has a little left in the tank to prove something. Darius Slayton and has always the potential to be a top 20 receiver, and maybe this is the year he breaks out. Last year he was fine, but we really need him to break out the season. And then Daniel Jones was looking great. Saquon looked happy. The defense is stepping up. You know, you add O'Karrick from the Colts. You have another year of Dexter Lawrence, another year of Leonard Williams, and Kayvon Thibodeau. Attacking that pass rush. Things to be excited there. Andrew Thomas signing in the long term. Hopefully Schmitz from Minnesota will be an upgrade that we need. And this team can really exceed expectations once again. And seeing them out in East Rutherford was such an enjoyable two hours. It went by fast and it was a lot of fun. So the Giants look good. I can't wait to watch them all season long. I can't wait to follow all 32 teams again. And especially seeing the Jets. It's great to have the Jets local because they are definitely going to have the most eyes on them this year. So let's see what these teams pull off. We have a full month of training camp ahead. The preseason games are starting this weekend. So it looks like we will have football in some kind of form with the Hall of Fame game this Thursday from now all the way until February. And that is not a bad thing. So great stuff with there with the football teams. And we will sit back and relax and enjoy that. And we will get our research going and prepping done. And August 31st, we do our college football preview show. Um, then September. And then the first Tuesday in September, the first Tuesday after Labor Day, September 6th, we're going to release our NFL preview. And then that will kick off with the Lions and Chiefs that Thursday night, NBC. Then week one, Giants are playing the Cowboys on Sunday. The Jets are playing the Bills Monday night, which already is probably one of the most hyped Monday night football games I've seen in a long time. With the debut of Aaron Rodgers on the anniversary of 9-11, you know, how much that's a very personal day for me, and of course, a very personal day for the whole tri-state area, and then you're having the big quarterback who could be the one debuting that night against a huge rival in the Bills, who they beat last year, and the Bills don't want to 
regress some more, especially falling short in the postseason. So that's going to be a big game to look out for. And yeah, this is all going to be here before you know it. Why don't we enjoy the summer while we can? And if there's anything else to mention with the baseball teams, the Mets clearly are having a fire sale. Billy Epler saying he's not. I, I, I don't get it. You clearly are. By time we are recording at 8.50 on Monday night, Max Scherzer's been traded. Marcana got traded today. David Robertson got traded. The deadline is Tuesday. So the deadline's today at about 4 p.m. And there's even rumors they're going to get rid of Justin Verlander, which would be a huge shock. And I know will infuriate Met fans. And clearly if that happens, and which we'll plan anyways, we will do a trade deadline reaction of some sort. It might be tough to slip fit it in this week, but next week we will have more room for it. So we'll probably do a baseball show if not this week, definitely next week, reacting to the madness. And the Yankees, I doubt, will make a move of any sort. Cody Bellinger went off the table because the Cubs are making a run. Randall Gertrude goes to Los Angeles. Those were two names that people were hoping to see in pinstripes, but that's not going to be the case. Yankees are very conservative with their money, clearly. They don't want to go over the luxury tax. And maybe they can tell that it would be a lost cause because we, we get one bag. What, what bat can really rejuvenate this line? up that we become contenders again even though we are still in the wild card round and mathematically we still have a great chance especially with a whole third of the season to go but with everyone regressing with people like Rizzo who was an all-star until what mid-May and then has now looking into one of the biggest jokes in baseball and he's an older guy DJ LeMahieu is older. He is nowhere close to where he was in 2019 and 2020. Nope. So that's down the shithole. Giancarlo Stanton. I t- wow. And we're still with him for five more years. Nowhere close to the player he was. And he's looking like he's having a terrible Yankee tenure. Now, I know he's had some flashes. 2018, he pretty much carried the team. 2020, he... Had some clutch hits in the postseason as well. 21, he was the only offense in our lone game. You know, Garrett Cole um, falls on his face and that doesn't work. So I know he's been here and there with it. But, yeah, you just want more. And Aaron Judge, you know, we're still waiting to see what he does in his return. And, of course, it's amazing to see him back. He's my favorite baseball player. But we, if the toe injury is as serious as they're making it to be, well, we have to see how that all unfolds. So will he be the same player? Time will tell. He's only played two games, two complete games since this return. People were upset he sat on Sunday in that beat down with Luis Severino, which, by the way, his career is done. Over. Didn't work out. Sorry. Uh... Sevy wasn't what we hoped, but you know, maybe he can be a good bullpen arm, or maybe he could be a closer. I don't know. Might as well try out. They paid the guy, but uh, this guy is having a nick right now and is not fun to look at. So, with the return of Aaron Judge and 
I am not watching the game right now on Monday night to see if he's proving. But with the lack of notifications on Yankee offense and scoring and runs, it doesn't seem like it's working out. But, yeah, what what's the point? If the Yankees aren't going to make a move and everybody is playing awful, yeah, maybe, you know, bite the bullet and see how far you could go with this team, but I doubt this team has anything left. And it will be a very, very boring August and September where we'll focus more on football at that point. Of course, I hope I'm wrong. I hope that they make a push, but you're never going to know. You just will never, ever know. But anything can happen in baseball, right? But let's be real. The Yankees are looking very bleak right now. But... We don't have to be sad on that. No, we can focus on other things. We have another edition of the Tweet Cap, which has really been turning into a lot of fun lately. Ryan has made himself more available, which we appreciate. So we're going to do a lot more of these Tweet Caps and reacting to the crazy stuff happening in our world. And that's really going to be intriguing and exciting for us, of course. And we're getting a lot of good reels and clips out of it. So today we are bringing in our buddy Hayden. And I know he has a lot in him and he has a lot to say. So we have some things to talk about. The aliens hearing last week to mention... Cardi B's throwing mics back at people, um, the guy who was stood up on a date, that uh, has to be discussed. So we're going to talk about the trending topics in the world of Twitter and the internet. We'll keep saying Twitter. I know it's X, but you know what Twitter it is. Somebody once said his mother called him that. I am still calling him that. And that's going to be the case with Twitter. So... We will talk about the big trending things in our world that happened last week, this weekend, and now. So why don't we get into it? Let's talk about the trending topics in the internet, the world of Twitter and X, and let's have some laughs along the way. So Hayden Nadler and Ryan Page, it's your guys' turn once again. Let's talk big stories right now. Here we go. Matt from Norwalk. Uh, Let's see. Matt Brown wants to know. This is a very productive conversation. All right, it's another week where Twitter is now X. They changed the Twitter logo on our phones, but this is still the tweet cap. We are still talking trading topics on Twitter. X, if you want to get technical, but let's talk about the big stories on the internet. Let's First do it again. Though, I want to say my Twitter hasn't changed. Everyone else's has changed. And I think it has to do with the traction we're getting here on the tweet cap. As the creator of the tweet cap, they've let me keep Twitter personally but anyone if anyone believe maybe i'll post a picture on the account it's still got the bird on the top of the screen a hundred percent so i don't know i mean elon i know i've been very critical of you in the past mr musk but it's... let me keep let me keep the bird obviously i'm very attached to it our logo says it all let me keep the bird pretty please it's it's, it's the stupidest logo ever this act <laughs> i'm sorry like it did it you have an x it literally represents nothing like that x could be like a target like it's just it's so stupid on so many different levels. But. Exactly. It looks like some sex app or something. Um, but anyways. Like an, X, like an X-rated thing. Yeah, you're right. My God. But anyways, let's talk about the trending, the trending stories in the internet today here on August 1st, 2023. Hayden Allen and Ryan Page are here. What's up, guys? How's it going? What up? How are you? Hey, Hayden. 
around. I'm great. I'm great. It's yeah. already August, guys. So let us talk about the big stories going into this month. First things first, let's talk about what happened last week in front of Congress. Yeah. Did you hear what happened? Former military officials made a series of mystifying claims about unidentified aerial phenomenons under oath last Wednesday at a congressional hearing that reported by NBC News. There were people who went under oath who swore on a stack of Bibles that these claims of UFOs are true. And if they lied, they are literally going to prison. So they're risking it all. So some of the things they said about UFOs and aliens, they this guy, specifically David Grush, a former U.S. intelligence official, he was the one on the panel. He said the government is absolutely in possessions of UAPs, the UFOs, what I just said, universal aerial phenomenons, mm -hmm. okay, UFOs. I guess they had to uh, make that politically correct. But anyways, they said they have possession. The government has possessions of the UFOs. They said that non-human biologics were found at a crash site, and they did not disclose where this crash site is. Um, but it happened somewhere in America. Some other things that counted again, officials must establish a safe and transparent reporting process when it comes to this. And, um, yeah, they're some, one of the reasons and witnesses, they say that there's a stigma associated with this and all of that stuff. And, um, Apparently, they also saw UFOs spotted at accelerating to supersonic speeds, all this thanks to an NBC News article. So long story short, guys, this guy goes in front of Congress and he says under oath that aliens are real. We have UFOs. We've seen UFOs. And um, it's not a major news story for some reason, but we're reporting it here. And let me ask this question again. After seeing what was talked after seeing what was discussed in front of congress last week do you too believe that aliens are real oh i mean i'm gonna give my take i mean it, it's so obvious that like there's there's life like on like other planets like we, we've only we haven't even covered all the life on our souls we can't even we can't even find all the life on earth like only five percent of the <laughs> oceans have been have been even discovered there's 95 mm percent -hmm. of the ocean that's even been discovered that's literally just on earth like imagine like the rest of like the solar system or all the other planets on in our in our galaxy like it's of course there's, it's so obvious there's our life you can't possibly tell me that there isn't because there you've only explored like not even one percent less than that if anything of the entire galaxy and it's it's so obvious there's life outside that we're just never going to know about so like it's it's obvious like we've only explored five percent of the world's oceans it's obvious there's more life in in the ocean of course i'm not comparing the ocean to like the whole galaxy but i'm just saying in general if we can't even figure out how much we can't even solve all the life on earth and how are we going to do like the entire, like all the galaxy and, and all, even, even our solar system, there's just obviously life on other planets. And that this doesn't even count like all other planets that haven't even been identified that aren't a part of the solar system. So that's just it, my, my yeah. take on it. No, I think that's pretty much percent right. For, for that perspective, right? Like just like mathematically, there's just no way that, in the everything that's ever existed, only one planet total could support any sort of life. There's no way Earth is that special. Interesting. That, that we are the only ones, right? Like, there's just no way. Now, I will kind of, you said interstellar as a joke, but mm -hmm. one of the things, like, life 
can mean a lot of different things, right? Like, you know, organisms, there's all kinds of organisms that are alive here on planet Earth that we know about that are life. You know what I mean? Like factual. I'm not going to get into whether or not we all came from those things. We did, but I'm not going to get into it. I'm just going to say that even today you can look and you can see living organisms that are real small, microscopic even, and they're alive, they're living. So the question that you really want to know is, do I think aliens have come here and that they're smart enough to go from wherever the, the hell they are that we haven't found them yet? Right. In fairness, we're not looking that hard, as Hayden pointed out. We barely even figured out our freaking water. So mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm not saying it's that hard to hide from us. You know, we're not great at space, relatively speaking. But um, do I think that they came down here? And so they're smart enough to come down here on a spaceship, do the whole thing. And that is where I get a little bit more skeptical. I, I want to say yes, actually. I, I feel like, again, just law of averages. There's no way, like, the idea that we have to be the smartest thing in the entire galaxy, I feel like there's nothing to back that up. That's just us wanting not to be dumb, I think. That's just us being a little ashamed of the aliens. But mm-hmm. um, I don't know. You said that he couldn't have lied. He, he could have lied yeah. or misheard, right? Like, he doesn't, he's, he's not going to necessarily go to jail if he says something that ends up not being mm-hmm. completely true. You know what I mean? So that's number one. So he, he's not doing all this at the risk of, you know, life in prison. Like, there's a lot in between life in prison and speaking in front of a congressional panel. Um, I think I believe him. To an extent, yeah, that's pretty much my question. And same with Hayden, you can answer after this. Yeah, to to an extent, I believe him. I I think he he for sure thinks true. Like he's definitely seen something himself as you know out serving. And I've talked to other like actual military folks, uh, not unrelated to when this was coming out. And you know they say you you get to some of those remote bases in the middle of the woods or in the middle of the desert or in the middle of the ocean. And you just look up every once in a while, something is wrong. <laughs> and I've, I've mm-hmm. heard that from a couple people. Uh, you know what I mean? Like, it's not like that's something I've heard people say before. So I think he for sure thinks he's telling the truth. And I bet you he definitely saw, I mean, it's unidentified, you know, aerial phenomena. It's something in the sky that we don't know what it is. I'm positive you saw that. Do I think that the U.S. government has biological alien, I'm assuming corpses, I'm going to assume they died. If we have them in a freezer somewhere, mm-hmm. just put them in a jail cell or whatever. Do I think that we've had those sitting in a freezer since the 30s, which I believe was the claim? No, I'm not so sure I believe it. Uh, I think that that might be a little too far fetched for my blood. I hope that if it's true, the fact that this is being talked about at all and that it has congressional hearing, I mean, it's a, it's a little stupid. We have a lot going on here. I don't know if Congress needs to be working on this right now, but whatever, they're doing it. So we, we deal with the hand we're dealt, right? Um, we'll, fig- we'll figure out, you know, student loans eventually. Um, <laughs> I think that what we can do is if it's real, then we should at this point, enough people believe it's real that we should just come out and say it. Be like, yep, we found these two guys don't know what they are they were near a crashed object um to me that's the smoking gun you can make we have really talented you know folks in this country obviously great you know especially movie makers a lot of them don't have a lot going on i think anyone can make a fake spaceship and be like oh it's broken so of course it can't fly you know what i mean like you can make a a fake spaceship and no one will know i don't know how you could fake an autopsy on an alien (laughs) 
<laughs> you know what I mean? So mm-hmm. if we have that, if we have an autopsy on a dead alien and we have some carcasses sitting in a freezer, I think enough people are interested enough that it's time to just bring those forward and say, listen, they're the only ones we have that might be alive, but say that uh, free advice. Don't tell them if there's a lot, just mention the two. Um, this is the only ones we have. It hasn't happened a lot, but we do have these things. We don't know what it's about. And just it, it'll be a panic for a little bit. And it'll, it'll die down eventually. Uh, get out in front of it. Because if we find out they're real later from, you know, God forbid, something else happening that's a little bit more public, uh, I feel like people are going to be really mad. <laughs> and I'm going to be really mad because they could have told us, you know, given us a little heads up. So if it's real, if he saw these alien, like actual aliens, not the spaceship, not the lights in the sky, all that, that's fine. If we have actual aliens, like, the body of an alien i think that needs to come out and i don't know if i believe um him that we have it but he certainly seems to think we do so that that counts for something i mean yeah, yeah i kind of go a little bit off that like you know like they have classified files i think i want to say like around the time during like jfk or like the 40s around that time where they like have the roswell seen, incident yeah they they've seen ufo ufos and they have insider knowledge on that so like the the government definitely knows something they're just not saying anything so like i i agree with what he said i wouldn't necessarily to say there's like a carcass and they didn't show that um which is the claim he's saying that's the claim like that that came out technically that's supposed to be true um i believe that yeah i do believe that i believe that something landed on this planet where they had they had direct knowledge of it um, and I do believe that it's, it's just, I don't necessarily know by the time you're going to be able to unearth that, even that carcass, whatever, like there's just going to be so much, like, even if they try to like preserve it, yeah, like carbon dated or whatever, or try to figure out what, what exactly it is. It's like, you can't really, because it's, it's an alien. So <laughs> it's <true>. like, you can't <laughs> like, how are you going to be able to identify exactly what this is? If you it's know. alien or not, if, if it, it could be something that like we've, we've seen before, but like, you know, how, it's just going to be it's going to be too many what ifs, in my opinion, if they try to even mm-hmm. bring it out to, to light, even if even if they do have it um, there's just going to be too un, too many unanswered questions. So I feel like unless something happens I, at this point now where we have like our, we have people that are in place to really understand what this is, um, I don't necessarily think I think we missed our mark. Yeah. Did you guys hear this is this was a while ago. This is not trendy, but it bits on the same thing. Um, there was a panel of like world religion of the the governments, I believe, put together like world religious leaders, and their job it was all theoretical. I'm just saying that they they that was, that's how it was placed. But their job was theoretically to explain religiously, or you know, through the context of religion and faith, the existence of sentient alien beings. This was, I want to say, a year ago, maybe two years ago, and it did, that was, I feel like it was like COVID times, and that got real buried, more so than this story did. But I thought that was freaking astonishing to think about. They were like getting the people ready. I thought we were going to hear big news right, right then and there when they were like, oh, they're they're trying to come up with their PR strategy, but then nothing came of it until you know two years later. But uh, it was right around the same time as those obelisks, Matt. You remember we covered that on the show too. Uh, the big old towers just showed up in the middle of Utah or whatever. Right. Yeah. I think that's the thing. You know, we literally could go on for hours and hours and days and days talking about aliens. But the bottom line and what was not productive in this 
hearing is the old adage that picks or didn't happen. No one is going <laughs> to believe this guy until you have proven non-AI generated pictures or videos of an alien that is classified as this is the real thing. And I think that's why this isn't a big story or never was. It's because we are still waiting for the legitimate proof of the extraterrestrials. And until that day they decide to do it, I don't know, maybe an election year, maybe even a... Um, uh, you won't want to do that in an election year. You want to do that in an uh, election year. You're going to lose the election. You're going to lose everything. But no bottom line, though, and I'm sure you both agree, this these alien stories aren't going to go anywhere until we have the legitimate proof. Yeah, no, I, I agree. Agreed. Percent. But I mean, but like to the alien deniers, like you know, they're you're you're just that's stupid. Like they're definitely. Yeah. I'm not gonna say there's like fully like I'm not gonna say for a fact there's like fully like developed like species. Even though there probably is, I, I believe that. But like there definitely is like microbes or like bacteria and yeah. other plants. Haven't they even found some on Mars? They, they said there's enough water to. On other planets, correct? On Mars. Yeah, it, yeah, they haven't found it, but it looks like there could be. Yeah, exactly. Mm, but again, I will have this conversation for the rest of my life with people uh, in my family, oh, my friends, my podcasts, my dates. I don't know. We could talk about aliens forever. But until you have that proof, these are all subjective arguments. That's a good data argument, Matt. Make sure you keep doing that. <laughs> you tell them that they need picks or it when didn't I, happen. When I know this isn't going anywhere, <laughs> let me let us let me just learn how weird you are as a person. How to get out of date two. <laughs> <laughs> Be nice. Be nice. Talk about aliens. Be a gentleman. That's how you get out of I've something on that a little later. Kidding, of course. Maybe, maybe not. We'll see. Now, we're transition. The past few days, we've had some notable celebrity deaths, including the time of this recording. Today, the world lost Pee Wee Herman. Obviously, Pee Wee Herman's Big Adventure is one of the trippiest, most fun movie experiences ever. And then, did you guys ever watch his show growing up? I personally didn't. Yeah. But, um, I, didn't really, I didn't really very much, but, you know. You sad about Pee Wee Herman dying, Hayden? Um, I didn't really know him too much. Um, I honestly, if I'm gonna be truthful, this was the first time I ever really heard of him too much today. But like, oh. I know he was a big deal. Of, I know he was a big deal um, to a lot of people. Um, so I wasn't really that familiar with like the '80s and other other stuff like that. But I mean, I, I did. He was a big deal to my parents, of course. But I guess that he just wasn't someone I was personally very familiar with. So it's you know. I bet you, Ryan, you said you used to watch his show. Yeah, I mean, uh, again, obviously I wasn't within the time frame of like a, rele- you know, a regular viewer. His show his right. show, and his prime was way before me. But I did. My, my mom got us different. Because like, he, he, when we were kids anyway, he did like Pee Wee Herman's like things. He did. He still yeah, made like more Pee-wee movies Herman. and appearances yeah, still like content. that. Yeah. Um, also, for 30 Rock fans, um, you, there's a pretty iconic episode. Yeah, where uh, she is trying to date the prince and the whole thing, and that's Pee Wee Herman as well. That's the actor Peter. Uh, I don't. I forget his last name. Paul uh, Rubens. Matt, Paul Rubens. Sorry. Yeah. So that's that's him too uh, from Thirty Rock. Which that I mean that's a hysterical episode. Yeah. It's really funny in that. Um, like, but okay. I was just gonna say Paul Rubens is genuinely an iconic 
person in the world of comedy. I understand he had some rocky things happen in his personal life that it's not worth mentioning on the day of his death. But regarding his legacy, he made a lot of people happy of all ages. And and I'm from the support, you know, people reacting to his death. There's a lot of people he really touched across all industries. I saw Edge write a personal eulogy conan i guess he was known to like send out gifts on your birthday and um christmas if you were in a circle and yeah he uh definitely will be missed you um i don't know if you guys watched the show the show euphoria yes yes one of the guys recently just passed away today today yeah yes um now i wasn't a big euphoria fan in fact i think i don't understand why you people like that show that show is too bleak for me <laughs> i and, was gonna uh, say I actually, i'm not gonna see. say why i'm not gonna say why males <laughs> like it on the show but I mean, <laughs> but regardless yeah, aside to get the hint. i will say angus cloud who's the actor yeah. was the one character i actually did like he played uh, one of the drug dealers on it and for the few scenes i saw i thought he was very honest and he seemed like the great future no report of what causes death but that's just it sounds uh, only 25 uh, only 25 years old it's sounds like it was related to mental health issues that's what it's yeah about. so i was gonna say there's a threads uh i want to say tmz on threads could be somewhere else though said that his father recently passed away yeah. Um, yeah, and he was having a hard time dealing with that. So to me, putting the pieces together, this is not. But you can't. You can't assume yeah. anything. Until- can't assume anything. But to me, it sounds like it may. You know, like you said, related to mental health around the passing of his own father recently, a few weeks ago. Um, but I was going to say, Matt, this is like these past few weeks, we lost a lot of people. Yes, Tony Bennett passed Tony away. Tony Bennett passed away. Bennett Some like, like championship biker, like cyclist. They think it's a possible overdose. That's what they're saying. Tony Bennett? No, uh, Euphoria. Oh, gotcha. Yeah. Um, Sinead, Sinead O'Connor passed away. Yep, Sinead O'Connor. Like, it's it is crazy. There's like five people I could think of that have like some kind of profile who died over like the weekend. This was a bad weekend to have, you know, any sort of celebrity clout, it looks like. Mm-hmm. Usually yeah. it's in threes. This is like it's, you know, multiples of eight. I, I think it, sh- it, it just shows you that, uh, um. Yeah, this life's really. They really don't know what to expect in this life, or news comes out. But um, why don't we take this time? And I'm going to show for our viewers watching, listening. This is what Sinead O'Connor looked like with hair. Yeah, she looks a lot different. She does. What do you think, Hayden? Uh, she, she she was interesting. She was she was a wild card. I'll, I'll put that wild card. And okay. I know her infamous the SNL incident. That. Um, that is the nice ripped. possible. You know, she's she was um she she marched to her own beat. Yeah, and then a lot of people mentioned that in their eulogies, and um, you know, in this world where it's hard to where some people have a hard time being themselves, she really did, and. You know, See, people could argue it took her clout, but you can't I say think, she wasn't memorable. I'll say that she was she, she was very memorable. Yeah, and <laughs> I think a right lot of people will remember. She was, she was a memorable person. Well, yeah, you know, it's always sad to see celebrities pass away, especially ones we really connect yeah, no, with. She had a ton of talent too. That's why it's you know, it's sad. Yeah, it's 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 tough, and you know, 
appreciate every day. You guys really don't uh this we don't know what can happen tomorrow. So this is going to gonna sting and it's gonna we're gonna miss these talented people who made our lives just a little bit better. So transitioning to um and there's there's no easy transition, so I'm just gonna say <laughs> nail it. Just get through it. All right. So let's transition to a coach in the NFL, Sean Payton. Now, the story I actually want to focus on. I know he came out recently, you know, he was criticizing the Jets offensive coordinator, the former Denver Broncos head coach who he is replacing fully full time. And um so Sean Payton not only had that difficulty this week, and he um, and not only that, but he not only getting not only needing to retract his comments, not only getting called up by many people, and let's be real, some of his comments weren't inaccurate about Nathaniel Hackett. The Broncos definitely underachieved, and he is um, a huge blame for not that but not the whole blame. Russell Wilson could have been better too. But I don't know if you guys noticed this about Sean Payton, but Sean Payton got caught ripping bong with these adolescents. Let's show right here. I'm showing the clip to Ryan and Hayden. You could see him clearly ripping bong. It seems like I'm assuming his sons. And look at him. Now he's in Denver, Colorado. Um, this is legal, so he didn't do anything illegal. But uh, we don't know how kids, old the kids are. That could have been illegal, right? But the the I. But let's just assume they when are. This, when was this posted? This was this week, and I don't know if he. Uh, this was this happened on Thursday, I believe, and I don't know if he went to say those comments so people can forget that he's blatantly caught uh, smoking <laughs> marijuana, maybe. But um, guys. You can't get caught smoking weed like that. And I don't think, you know, didn't he do anything wrong? No, it seems he was doing it in a safe environment, but it clearly some spoiled kid really and literally blew up his spot. Guys, tell me your reactions to Sean Payton getting caught smoking bong. I mean, it's <laughs> I love the idea of that. It's Sorry. a little ridiculous, but, you know, I mean, I think the bigger like story is that like he – he threw a guy under the bus, which is I absolutely he, he he orchestrated one of the biggest heists in NFL history with Bounty Gate. So he, he's the last guy that should ever be speaking. Oh my God. And then he only won one Super Bowl with Drew Brees. He had one of the greatest quarterbacks ever. You only won one fucking Super Bowl. You only got to one Super Bowl. So he's the most he's very overrated in his own right. So he should be the last one to talk, in my opinion. <laughs> I do love the idea, Matt, that this is just like a frat boy wag the dog situation where yeah. he did something wrong. And so he decides to hide that by saying something outlandish about the, uh, I, I, you know, I, mean, the fact that I mean, I love a, that idea. The fact that he was smoking a J is, is hilarious. I mean, you know, it's not mm-hmm. a bong, you know, it's fucking hilarious. So oh, I do love like, the idea. I choose to believe that that's what it is. He's like, oh, crap. How am I going to bury the story? And he's like, I have an idea. Find me the closest microphone. Um, <laughs> in terms of this, the actual, like, the weed bit, uh, again, I think you and Hayden are probably far more qualified to talk about the football side of this. So I'm going to talk about uh, the celebrity gossip. That's where I'm good at. <laughs> and then he threw, um, like, the owner under the bus, too. Or, like, it was, yeah, the new, the old ownership. The 
ridiculous but for the for the bong bit like i said as long as everybody there is old enough to smoke in the state of colorado this is mostly just funny uh mm-hmm. obviously not problematic uh in that regard personal beliefs aside if it's, it's legal in colorado for sure for him to do it as long as he was supplying it to minors uh it was legal for them to all be there too but um i just want to know like oh I, we're gonna assume that at least some of those people are his kids um god you hope so you hope so right but like what what is the situation that happens immediately prior to uh, Super Bowl winning coach Sean Payton ripping the bong in front of you? What was the conversation? What was everyone doing? Yo, at, at, Dad, smoke, smoke this. No, but like seriously, so like you know, it, it's a movie, right? You you start the movie with the the scene of Sean Payton ripping the bong, and then you know it's like freeze frame. Like I bet you wonder how we got here, and like I do. <laughs> I do fake movie, man. I really do wonder how we got here because it feels like it's got to be the most ridiculous story. Like, were they, did he know, like, they know he was home? Was he the one who bought it? It's just so many questions. They'll never be answered because, A, there doesn't need to be an answer. This is not a news story. It's mostly just a funny video. Uh, and, B, in case it became a news story, he went ahead and buried it using the football. I will say, as a Jets fan, I do love <laughs> – uh, how how well we're doing the uh, the no circus jets and that we have yet to accomplish it. <laughs> we want no distractions. Our drops this week. We, we want, want no, no distractions. Yet, says yet. the jets. Pretty much have every distraction. Have, uh, yes, exactly. <laughs> As, upon saying we have want no distractions, they've just absorbed distractions in, like in some sort of weird uh, freaking what's it called from the I don't even know uh, like a Kirby when he sucks in the bad guys and smash brothers it's just that's the jets right now with distractions just drinking them all in so again i don't think the distractions will matter i think they're either going to be a playoff team or not to be clear i've already you know said that and i won't get too far into football because i don't know enough about it to keep going but i do i think that's also fun that sean payton adds to the large list of the distractions that the jets have basically begged not to receive um because he you know he he was i mean kind of he's, he's making like i feel like he's making distractions for his own team like denver doesn't need enough distractions denver couldn't move the ball for fucking shit last year they yeah were- but denver didn't go out and say we actively want to avoid any distractions this year that's what makes it funny is the jets have all this they had all these distractions and they tried to be like no these aren't distractions these are all good things we don't have any distractions this year and then the distractions came it was like the distraction said hold my beer and they just started piling into freaking training camp again i think it's fun i like it jets fancy to calm down we're either a playoff team or we're not it's not gonna matter what sean payton said it's not gonna matter you know what any of the other you know former players or current players or potential future players are saying although there's a lot of that from all three of those groups of people um it's just you know it will it will be what it will be. The talent is there. It's either going to work or it's not. The distractions are irrelevant. I'm I'm just I'm talking like I know like this is a pop culture thing, but like I'm talking about even like a football standpoint. Like, how is Sean Payton even a better coach than like Mike McCarthy? Like Mike, they pretty much have yeah. the same resume. Like, I'm sorry, this and guy people hate like, his guts. People, people talk about Sean Payton like he's you know the the, the genius boy genius. Like he won <laughs> one Super Bowl with the the Saints. Like he had, he did barely he has like pretty identical records to Mike McCarthy, who by the way should be a Hall of Fame coach. Who gets <laughs> incredibly disrespected like all the time by Dallas. Like they need someone better than Mike McCarthy. Well, don't you think that maybe Denver needs someone a little bit better than Sean Payton, who only won one Super Bowl with Drew Brees? And like you said, it got caught with than, Bounty Gate so much, and all so of that. Than, is he so much better than Pete Carroll, honestly? 
Like, you know, I don't I don't know. Just because he had success with Drew Brees doesn't mean you're going to have success with Russell Wilson. They're two totally different quarterbacks. And you just added more eyes to your season. Like Sean Payton's only had success with really with one quarterback. Like you could argue that like if he goes from Sean Payton and Russell Wilson, they're not the two totally different quarterbacks, two totally different styles of play. Like they're they're not very similar. Yeah, it's going to be hard. And if he is a guru, like he is praised and portrayed. But even after these comments, people are just bringing out every skeleton in his body and coming at him for. I mean, they should. They should. I mean, the fact that Bounty Gate wasn't discussed when you hired this man is like kind of crazy. And that was almost that's almost about 10 years ago. That's a long time. I remember that. I remember that. Jonathan Vilman, all them former Jet. Uh, he's going to preach about integrity. In the NFC my, my favorite, he'll, he'll have a speech about integrity. Yeah, you had a lot of integrity when you were like <laughs> telling you guys to practically kill other players. You know, I bet you he, he paid a lot on of time every time. Hayden, I bet you he paid on time every time. For oh, yeah. Hey, man. You know, he paid up. Oh, yeah. This is, man, we all know right. if it's not yeah. going to work out, he's going to hit that bong a lot more. Right. And um, <laughs> I guess only the, the final comments with that is week five, four o'clock, Jets are going to oh, Denver. I hope, they beat so. the, I hope they beat the living shit out of the, the Ben Broncos because I'll laugh. I'll Jets laugh. I'll be like so this effing funny. idiot. Like, oh, Nathaniel Hackett will be laughing in his face. Yeah, this is a big game now all of a sudden. And Jets have a really tough schedule to start the season. But this is a huge – this is definitely a bulletin board game for them. All right. Moving on to other things, guys. This this really this story really intrigued me. This this video I am gonna play for you guys. And um I've the mixed emotions for it are very interesting. So let me talk to you about it. So long story short, this guy was stood up on a date. Um he explains the story right here, and he let out his frustrations after getting stuck stuck up. Um, let me say that again. He let out his frustrations after being stood up, clearly very upset. And let me play for you what he said and what he posted online after a date that didn't happen. So let me just quickly play that. Um, I don't know his name, but he lives in Los Angeles. Um, I believe he actually is a comedian. So, all right, I have it right here. His name's Jonathan. He's a comedian. 13,000 followers on Instagram. So there's some following here. (laughs) And after this, Jonathan does comedy. That's where he posts on TikTok. Jonathan posted this after getting stood up. Here's what Jonathan said. Just left a restaurant after waiting 30 minutes for a day to show up. And apparently I got stood up. I don't know what to say. Like, I'm trying to do everything right to be a gentleman. I brought flowers. I've been consistent talking with this girl for two weeks, trying to get to know what she likes, what she doesn't like. I made plans. I picked the restaurant, the day and the time. You know, I've done everything to be just the kind of guy that would value somebody's time. Like, I just, I'm just looking for my person. I'm just looking for the one that... I guess he's out there for me. husband someday, father. All right, so we get the gist. He does go on for another 30 seconds, but he's clearly upset. Now, for Jonathan, listen, there's definitely two sides of the story. Number one, reacting to being stood up. Listen, I think we all agree, except if you're Brad Pitt, that we have all gone through, like, 
being rejected by somebody who didn't want us. Unrequested love, right? It happens. Some My people have even gone as far as stood up. And listen, I feel for up. this guy, Jonathan. I've, I've definitely said the exact same things. I mean, I didn't say it on it on TikTok, but I've definitely felt, <laughs> you know, if a date didn't go right. I've, I've been I've been stood up. Yeah. And um, it's it's not cool. It's terrible. And whoever this girl is, first, we need to find out who she is so she could be ridiculed online. Uh, I disagree. Okay. We'll go with that. We'll All right. That. That's not we'll OK. I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. That's not nice. Don't harass her. But um, she should be held accountable one way or the other. And um, yeah, this girl broke his heart and he was really upset about it. And it's gotten millions of views since the other side of the story is why'd you do this, man? Listen, I get it. Dating sucks and it sucks a lot, but nobody's going to change their mind on how you feel. I mean, maybe because he's famous now, um, maybe he's going to get some love. Maybe he thought, you know what, I'm going to cry my way into getting laid. But I don't know. I've heard both sides. I've heard people call him a bitch. I've heard people say he's way too sensitive. I've heard people give words of encouragement as well. But reacting to this and letting his heart out online, tell me your reactions, guys. I mean, you know, listen, like I, I'm more of like, you know, keeping things private, but I can't say we haven't all felt that. Like I, I right. felt it before I've gotten rejected before. God knows how many times. I'm not even gonna go there on this this podcast. It's, it's more than more than more. Those more girls I, suck, Hayden. More than I can count. But like, I mean, at the end of the day, like, sucks. Unfortunately, it's part of the thing. But like, you know, if it's the right person, like, it's meant to be. And if it's not, it's not. Oftentimes, you know, like a rejection leads to something even greater. So it's like, you know, like if a girl tells me she's busy or she, she doesn't want to make time for me, then I'm gonna find someone who does who who, who does. Like, you know, and it sucks. It sucks being told that, you know, it sucks being told that, you know, a girl's busy and then, you know, you see her Insta story. She's, you know, out or about, you know, she just doesn't want to be with you. You know, that's unfortunately the the reality. But, you know, I, I think when it's the right person, it will happen. And you're going to have to go through. You're going to have to You're going to have to you're going to have to go through a lot of unfortunate Unfortunately, a lot of rejection and a lot of misses before you hit a home run. So, you know, uh, uh, baseball players, they they swing and miss a hell of a lot more. They, you know, in baseball, if you go three for 10, you're, you're a whole fame hitter. <laughs> right. And in dating, you just you just need one. So it's think about it like one out of like a million. As long as you get one. You know, that's why you can't keep trying because you never know who that one's going to be. So, I mean, it sucks. It really does suck. There, there's plenty of days in which I've, you know, I've had issues with that. You know, I, you know, I mean, I, I've had relationships before and then worked out, you know, and did it. And that's, you know, it's, it's okay. You, you learn everything, but it's more or less just like waiting for, for your right person. Cause I believe there's, there's a lid for every pot. Appreciate that. It was very wholesome, Hayden. And I definitely feel you 100%. Uh, Ryan, what is your reaction? I mean, yeah, definitely not cool that uh, she she stood him up. Standing, even just a quick text, like, listen, I'm not going to make it. That's still going to sting, but it stings different. I would, I'm going to say, I would assume I'm actually going to be that guy. I, I obviously rejection. <laughs> I've been rejected. You know, I've there's been unrequited love. I'm married, bitches. I am currently married. <laughs> yes, um, but uh, I've actually never been stood up. So, uh, but I've also, you know, I was 
very, uh, I was very private about dates. I did do like, I was very specific about where we would do dates, when we would do dates and who I would date. I didn't just date around, uh, because I didn't want to get rejected. So I, I was always, you know, a bit of a, an alpha male never, but always a bit of like the, the, the leading force on like, Oh, we should do this sort of thing. Like if someone was interested, then I would kind of push it forward. Um, so I'm, I can't say for sure that rejection hurts less than like this specifically, like getting completely stood up. Uh, but I would imagine it does, um, that rejection of like, listen, I can't make it or I'm sorry. You know, I just, it's not for me. will sting, but less than being stood up. However, I don't want to talk about that part because we talked about that part and anyone who's like trying to say that he shouldn't be upset is I think in my opinion, trying to put on bravado for social media. They want to feel tougher than they are on social. And they're probably Uh, not. Exactly. But to their, to that point, what was the purpose of that post? (laughs) I mean, seriously, I, I listen, you know me, I am he wants people. He wants the attention. He wants the clout. Yeah. But like, and especially knowing now that he's a comedian, instead yeah. of just going to a couple of friends and saying like, Hey, like I had a tough, like I, I've done it before. Yeah. Like when I got to, stood up. I went to a couple of friends. You know? To me, it's like, before. to me, it's that. like, so he does this. Yeah. Like he does this video and he's, he's obviously a comedian and maybe it works and he gets a lot more followers from it. But now Every time he goes to every single stress factory or comedy cellar or whatever joke barn across the state, the first thing he's got to talk about is this time he got stood up and posted it on his socials. Like he has to now. This is the opening part of his bit forever because that's the only thing people know about this guy is his name is john he's a comedian and he got stood up one time which means now he's got to write jokes about getting stood up all the time he's got to write jokes that's about why the girl stood him up all the time he's got to turn this into his entire freaking at least the first like what this is a five minute set right here right matt like it has to be because that's all oh, people yeah. know that's all people you're know. the guy who got stood up you're the most famous person ever gets stood up I mean, probably not, but you know what I mean? And so, like, to me, it doesn't, again, maybe got you more followers. And if that was your goal and it worked, then I guess, but. Or what about you, the, 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 the plate? You know what? I'll, 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 I mean, I'll love you. I'll you have sex with you. Like, well, there's definitely no, those people out there for he, after he this. Did, I'll be honest. He didn't seem like that's actually, in fairness, he didn't seem like that's what he was angling for. No, he, well, he wasn't. He didn't seem yeah, like he no. was looking for a booty he call that night. About it. it sounded like he was just really mad. And I feel like he's going to actually regret posting it. Not again, not because of any other reason than like this is going to define his his comedy now, at least until like, again, if he blows up big, then, yeah, he can move on eventually. But like if he doesn't, if he stays around this, you know, what I mean, I mean, if he can make it a decent enough living touring uh, as a comedian. And this is his biggest video ever. I mean, he has to constantly live this over and over again. And it clearly sounded like he didn't like this. Because when you say he was a comedian, I was like, all right, is it a bit? First thing I thought was like, did he do this because no, he I, wants I think this, this is to genuine, be? Yeah. No, I think this is genuine. And so now he's kind of screwed himself. I think in a moment of anger or like frustration, probably let more than anger, he posted this video just venting his true feelings. And I mean, I get the need for that. Like like Hayden said, you talk to a couple close friends, you talk to somebody, you vent your feelings, but he did it to the world. And now he's got to make this his entire comedy brand. 
if he wants to capitalize on anything that he may have gotten from this. And frankly, the worst part is if he doesn't, if he says, I don't want to do this, that's not why I posted the video. There's going to be people who come and see him. Here he doesn't talk about that time he got stood up and then stop watching. He'll actually technically lose fans. It's like, I, I don't know. This felt like, to me, this felt like a bit of an unforced error from my guy. What's his name? Chris? Jonathan. Uh, Jonathan, Jonathan Comedy. Uh, By the way, this Jonathan, clip on yeah. Instagram alone, a million plays, 1.3 million plays. Yeah, I don't. 24,000 comments. This has got to be, this is going to be the first joke of every set he does for the next 10 <laughs> yeah. years minimum. No, you know what the number I one... think that sucks. I don't think he wanted that. I don't think he was thinking that way. When he did. I really don't. I don't think this was clout. I think he was frustrated and that sucks because now you have to lean into it if you want to make any sort of hay out of this situation. And that means you have to write about, like, you have to write about this time over and over we, again. Yeah, That's this is horrible. definitely horrible to write about something you hate over and over again. I've done that. I've done that. I've never, I've never stood up, but I've had to write stuff I don't like over and over again for my job. And it sucks. So you, you want to know the number one comment on this, on this, uh, on this post in terms of likes? Damn, I was waiting for the punchline, but the homie really hurt. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's, oh man, I feel. I feel it's, this guy. I really do. It's, it's also crazy that like this doesn't just happen to men too. Like like people. Oh get yeah. Like Emily Ratajkowski got cheated on. Whoever. I, excuse me if I'm gonna be a little bit vulgar on this one, but like any any guy with a fucking member, okay? Who I don't know how in your how is Emily Ratajkowski not enough in that regard? Like I, that's just God. Yeah, the, you know, you I know, don't know the, I don't have the questions and enough answers for that. How Emily Ratajkowski is not enough for you, like how you could cheat on her, like that's just and like unbelievable. Like, she's like the hottest woman on earth, yeah. Like, and like but, Hugh Grant and cheating on Elizabeth Hurley with a prostitute. I mean, some of these, that's a bad some idea. of these women that have been cheated on are like they're unbelievably attractive. So it's like, you know, I mean, it's it is true for every beautiful girl there is, there's a guy tired of her, so it's just. It's just how it is. And, you know, you know, back with this and the shit, and, right rom coms there, bud. <laughs> <laughs> Me? Oh, man. Listen, right. there's you know, a def, definite good soul that knows emotional intelligence in the heart here. But yeah, it, in terms of this and stooding up, I mean, it's happened to me too. I got stood up, but she was probably, she probably had gonorrhea and was crazy as hell. Um, oh, wow. Of course, I was upset at the time, but, you know, or maybe she's the greatest person in the world and just did a mean thing to me. Probably not, but, you know, anything can happen too. It's I've just, gotten, I've gotten, I've gotten stood up, so I know the feeling. So it, it's, it, it's annoying, it stings, but you got to move on. You got to, like Push I said, it when it's the right person, I think it would be meant to be. I, I do believe that. And it'll be easy and it'll be smooth. You don't have to do yeah, something formulaic yeah. to make it work. Yeah, yeah. And especially when it comes to dating app culture, I don't know how these two met. It seems like it was dating apps. And, you know, we've gone all day with dating. We date, talk about dating and we will continue to talk about dating on this pod until I'm married. And then we'll talk about marriage from there. But regardless, in the... Um, in this situation, I hope the man finds peace. I think he clearly will get some clout if he wants to use that clout for a very short term things, which people would love to do anyways. Then somebody would probably get the brat would like the bragging rights. Hey, I fucked that guy who got stood up. Or maybe this can lead to a genuine connection that, you know, 
I have I to mean, explain no, down the line when uh, they have kids, but this is just another example of social media is permanent. Make sure what you put out there is something you want in a good light. And if you get stood up, fuck them. Seriously. There's a reason, a good reason why they didn't. And they can go far away and just get back on the horse and you'll find somebody. I promise you, no matter what your orientation, if you're straight, bi, hetero, if you're straight, bi, um, gay, trans, asexual, pansexual, all the uh, sexualities in the world, there'll be somebody who will make you forget those awful feelings. There's somebody who will make you feel even better than all the people who you thought made you feel the best you can be. And here's the thing. You don't know what they look like yet. You don't know if they exist. And you're going to be pleasantly surprised when that person comes, whether that's tomorrow, whether that's next week, next year, five years, 40 years. I mean, it sucks if it's going to take 40 years, but you enjoy those last 20 years together. <laughs> Regardless, love is there. I believe it. And even in this hopeless, romantic and cynical world where people don't believe it's true, there's plenty of examples of true love there. And we have somebody who's experiencing that now and there'll be more in this chat and there will be two others who will experience it. And then this whole audience will enjoy that. Don't let one awful person make you give up on love. And that girl's going to regret it. Or in this in this case, for him, I hope it works out for you, Jonathan Comedy, who's posting about Ice Cube. That was his last post, so maybe he's gotten <laughs> over it. Um, it's gonna be okay. We we are for you, Jonathan, but uh, you know, don't do that again. <laughs> don't do that again. So, want to talk about more funny things with dating? Let's do it. Okay. So, did you guys see this clip? Okay. Um. Let me pull it. So there was this clip about this date that was late. Apparently this girl and assuming it wasn't staged, that this guy was really upset. This girl was four minutes late for her date. Now, first of all, be happy. She clearly showed up. We clearly yeah. have had people this week of people not showing up. <laughs> he needs to have some words. John, uh, yeah, John yeah, yeah, in there. That's actually pretty funny. But yeah, you're right, actually. Yeah. JC's got some opinions about whether or not we should be upset about four minutes or not. So. <laughs> as i'm trying to get the clip here but anyways this guy was really upset that he, and again certain videos especially in this sense you have to take it with a grain of salt is this real or not um i i i will say there's probably a chance this is staged but it's still viral um i'm looking up on x but here is the clip right now um, um, this guy in this accent, some European accent, um, was upset that his girl was late. So here it is. Well, there, is that like, it really. Um, at 2 p.m., you came at 2.04, four minutes late. I'm not used to this kind of delay. No, there. For me, it's not possible. Huh? I'll talk to you. I'll talk to you a little bit all right, this guy was I'll talk, upset. I'll, I'll talk to you a little bit about this because, like, in Germany, like, they're very, like, unbelievably, like, uptight about time. Like, if you're even, like, a second late, it's a huge thing. In, in America, it's 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 a lot more laxed in terms of time. But Germans are, like, I, I, I'm not going to imply that that guy seemed like he was German. But, like, from, from his accent, I'm just, I'm just 
making an inference, but at least in Germany, they're very like, it's about professionalism, like timely. If you're a second late, it's incredibly disrespectful. Like in their culture, it's, it's very like poignant about being on time. So it's like, in, in this particular case, I think it was a German who maybe didn't really understand like the American culture that like Americans with time are not exactly like German. The Germans are, oh, yeah. uh, Germ- Germans are extremely sensitive, time sensitive people. Um, so it's, it's the very, it was probably, it was probably just a reaction from a cult. Cause he says it in the video. If you actually, did you, did you listen to the video? Like the he entire video? I just saw the little clip. He, the little clip. He does say at one point, I don't know if it's a cultural thing or like, cause he's, it is, but like, you know, that would scare some Americans, but for, for a German or someone who's a you know, a German culture, they're, they're very used to that. Yeah, so. He did say something about respect. He did clearly. That was something he did say yeah. in the video, that he felt it was disrespectful. I mean, I'll say, though. It's a little ridiculous in our culture, but, like, you know, that's – each culture is to their own. Yeah, I'll say – obviously, I don't know anything about Germany. So if you're German, at T Tweetcap, let me know. Um, but, um, I mean, he was, I don't believe it was a business dinner. Didn't seem like they were going to be, you know, signing any, you know, contracts at this meeting. It seemed like a personal meeting. Um, so I don't know if maybe Germans don't turn it off and they're always that way. Mm-hmm. That's possible. At TT, at T, Tweetcap, let me know. But uh, I'm that's, assuming that's, that this was, you know, that's a not personal to make like meeting. A stere- that's not to make like a stereotype. Oh, I get what you're saying. I get what you're saying. I'm, I'm not implying um, anything about that. So, like, I don't mean to come off as racist. No, no, I get what you're saying. Uh, and I'll just say that for whatever reason, Whatever the situation was, let's say that punctuality is something that's very important and that four minutes might be four minutes trivially to some people. But to this guy, that's four minutes of disrespect. Maybe he's like, oh, my God, this is four minutes into before I have to make a TikTok post about being stood up at this uh, on this date. You know what I mean? Maybe he was just nervous. He's like, I'm, this is not going to work. Maybe she was way out of his league. I'm not going to speculate why four minutes was an issue for him. Could be cultural, as Hayden said as well. But I think we could talk a little bit about the response to being four minutes late. Whatever the reasoning was, whatever the thing that got him nervous was, the the way he responded was aggressive. Very, yeah, I would have left if very, I was very aggressive. And yeah, I mean, Coach, I don't think a lot of people would be, be happy I showed up. <laughs> like, listen, like, I get it. It's easy for us to be like, Coach, put away the stopwatch. I made it, didn't I? And <laughs> I believe that personally. But let, let's take that part aside. Maybe there's a reason, whatever the reason is, why four minutes was an issue. And, I mean, and why I being late was an issue. I get slightly annoyed when someone's late. I'm, I'm going to be honest. I get annoyed. Sure. But I don't think you berate them. I, no, I, I would wouldn't. Hope. I wouldn't. I would <laughs> never. I would never do that. Obviously, like really badly. But like, you know, you I could be annoyed. And you know what? Hey, it's a first date. That's something you could bring up. Be like, oh, yeah, you 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 run a little late. Did something happen? You maybe find a fun story. Maybe she says, oh, nothing happens. I was just late. And then you know, okay, I'm a real stickler I was late for like on another date. Clearly, clearly this woman wasn't meant to be with this guy. Yeah. Right, exactly. Maybe after hearing that, guys, I have like, to I'm a tell you something though. Go for it. So according to this, you know how readers add context to tweets. Uh oh. Says here the above video is from someone going by the handle of my tech CEO on TikTok, and is in fact satirical. 
as a large majority um, of his videos. So I guess he duped us then. So I guess he did. I'll say this. That's then. some good acting, though, because very, very accurate depiction of a tech CEO. I will not go into any further explanation. I guess. I'm just going to say very, very, we'll leave it uh, very, very, uh, very, very appropriate uh, skit there. If that's what it was based on. Uh, that's funny then. I, um, you know, when it comes to dates, uh, the punctuality of dates and being on time or not, it's definitely a good sign if you're on time. It's a good sign if both of you are even early. But um, if you, or if you're both late, could if you're both late, heaven. that's a good sign too. Yeah. But um, yeah, it's, don't, it's not that deep if you're four minutes late. Come on, not, there are yeah. songs not in college. Not that I was long. consistently twenty minutes late to everything I promised people I'd be to. Yeah, listen, I'm I'm not the best at punctuality of podcasts sometimes. So, but we're just trying our best here, and we yeah. are improving. And yeah, I mean, if that is just, if that is satire, maybe we'll have a conversation about. Uh, maybe we're having more conversations about being later on time or not. Mm. But, jeez, uh, that's enough dating on this show. Let's talk about Cardi B instead. Did you guys see Cardi B get a mic thrown at her? See, so, um, yeah, sorry, so, yeah. she threw her, so someone threw water at Cardi B, and Cardi B broke through her microphone back at her. Now she called the police. Yes, so according, the to the, so according to a TMZ report, Cardi B is a suspect for battery after the woman she threw the microphone at for throwing a drink at her reported to the police, like you said. She literally called the police on her. Now, we've seen a trend of concerts where people are throwing stuff at artists. Harry Styles, Pink, Kelly Clarkson, uh, Drake. Sometimes they, uh, I've seen people throw phones. I've seen people throw like pens and pencils. I've seen people throw bras. People are throwing things at artists for attention, clearly. And here's another example of that. Was Cardi B in the right, though, for doing this? Honestly? Yeah. I feel like, yeah. <laughs> I mean, yes, it was water. But in fairness, Cardi doesn't necessarily know it was just water. It got tossed on her. Yeah, it could have been an attack. Um, there's also someone who could have been had, money dreams. Uh, Brian, I think it was Brian Adams. Uh, just someone ran on stage and tried to grab his microphone uh, like today or yesterday. So he's also part of this thing. Uh, here's this is I'm going to blame society for a second. We'll get back to Cardi. Um, we made this real bad gamble in society where we convinced folks that fame and talent are the same thing. Nope, they're not. Oh my God, uh, they're just that. not the same. And so folks have decided that if they can get themselves famous by tossing water at Cardi B, that's the same thing as being Cardi B. They can be, you know, they can live the famous lifestyle. They can have the adoration of people. They can have the, the celebrity gossip, the parties that, that influence the clout. And in fairness, a lot of it, they can have, uh, we have as a society made, people who are famous out to be like they are talented. We give them lots of money. We can spend a lot of time talking about them. This show is in part dedicated to the existence of those people. So that's what the, this is all just a consequence of that. Back to the, the, the microphone thing. Was it an overreaction? Maybe. But who is like, ah, Cardi B is going to handle this well. She'll take this as a joke. 
Oh, for sure. There's we know Cardi very well. Like I know Cardi and there's no way Cardi B is going to see me toss this at her and be upset with me because she is a calm woman. Right. We know that famously calm. She's uh, famous, clear headed with the way she handles things, uh, with her comments and with her actions. Um, and she's never done anything wrong. You know, she's always been above board <laughs> with everything she's ever done in her life. So of course, Cardi B is the perfect person to throw. It's just silly. Like, okay. When you want to throw stuff at Ed Sheeran or whatever, yeah, he's not going to do anything. Said Sheeran. <laughs> he's just going to move away. He's going to move to the side and keep singing a team. Cardi B is going to hit you. She's going to hit you and probably harder than you hit her. And just everything about Cardi B as a performer and as a person in public life, again, I don't know her personally, but as a person in public life, every bit of information I've ever seen about Cardi B would confirm to me that if I throw something at Cardi B, she's going to want to hurt me and she's going to attempt to do that. And it doesn't matter if it's in the middle of her concert or not. I don't know what this person was saying. The fact that they call the police is frankly just kind of pathetic. Like, yes, I'm sure it hurt to get hit with the microphone, right? I get it. But you did start it. And if you didn't think this is where it was ending, actually, to be honest with you, that was the best ending. I got hit in the head with the microphone is like the best ending because Cardi B didn't jump off the stage and get in your face, which is what I would have assumed would happen had I thrown anything at Cardi B. I don't. This is silly. Who who does that? Not, I mean, yeah, who throws who something throws at a shoe? Honestly. No, yeah, whatever. Yeah. Throwing people that that's separate because we've seen powers. people doing that. I'm just saying like. Cardi B, don't like who, who throws something at Cardi B and is expecting that to just be like the end of the conversation. Come on now. Have you never been to a Cardi? Have you never seen Cardi B ever? I feel like you'd have to you have literally never heard of Cardi B. Hip hop. Yeah, you'd have to literally have never seen Cardi B in your entire life to think I'm just going to throw this at her and she's going to be like, what was that? And then move on. Come on. You, I, I feel that person wanted a real fight. I'm again. I'm surprised this person called the police about this. This is that's nonsense. The police should tell her. By the way, it's nonsense. And Cardi B probably wanted to do way worse. Throw the mic at you. Uh, this is, I don't know, man. I don't know. This is so silly. And yeah, stop throwing things at people. What are you? We five. We have to reiterate this. This is this is the dumbest. Respectfully, it is just. just- I don't even have to comment. It's so, it's so beyond stupid, this, this incident. We're five years old. We have to tell everybody, no throwing. A little stupid. Well, she doesn't have the, the biggest brain to begin with, so you know, not not trying to be mean. No, I mean, sure, but that's – hey, she didn't start it. She just finished it. No, it's no not problem. Even starting it. Just, like, just walk away if you're that famous. Like, No, I no, I disagree. She's very talented, Cardi B, but like at the same time, I was like – I there love Cardi that are really worth Like this wasn't really worth it in my opinion. But I disagree entirely. This is a string of people trying to make themselves famous at the expense but, I mean, of you're, other you're people. Right, you're right, but you know, it's you – know. If it were me, I would have been I make pissed. money moves. Remember when – what's it called? Miranda freaking whatever. Her, Miranda Lambert stopped the concert because people were like FaceTiming. yes. yes. And yes, everyone like yes, that, I then that. I agree with you. <laughs> I agree with you then. If we were talking about that story, also wouldn't jump off or yeah. David Grohl saying a fight and stopping the show in the middle of it to kick him, him out. <laughs> Best line ever. You don't fight at my show. You sing and dance at my show. Actually, I'm, I won't put that in there. That's a different thing because <laughs> people can get hurt in a fight. So if you want, you need to stop a fight. You need to stop a fight. But um, no, stopping a show to criticize people for filming your show or whatever. Then I would agree with you. Like, you're too famous to worry about what people are doing in the front <laughs> row. I agree with that. Like, shut up and sit. 
Be and famous, it, make your money. This is not that. This is people actively doing things to the artists. <clears throat> and to me, it, again, the other artists, not th- through no fault of their own, are like you say, Hayden. They're a little bit more, you know, calm, a little bit more level-headed, perhaps, as, uh, you know, it's their temperament. seems to be this generation's kind of artist, mature. too. It's kind of being sure. Are I'll people throwing stuff mature. at Bruce Springsteen concerts? Well, or I mean, respectfully, Billy they should Joel be concerts? throwing... They should have got security to just get them get the hell out. Well, well, Cardi security is... This, is a, this has been a bad year for security. Cardi is concerts. security. Look around. Cardi's the headliner, she's the opener, and she's security. Did you guys see the Elvis movie? Yeah. Where Tom Hanks yelled, sweet security, security. <laughs> I keep thinking about that line. He's screaming about security, uh, Tom Hanks. <laughs> All right. I think Why it was we, fine. Last point, and then we'll move on. Um, oh, it's good there. So just a few more stories really quick. Hayden, you wanted to share a story? Oh, my God. I mean, there is an incident on TikTok. Like right now, the queen of TikTok, Alex Earl, was caught making out with a 17-year-old, and she's 22. She just recently got into a relationship with, Braxton Barrios, and now she's spotted making out with a 17-year-old. And I'm all for team cancel of her. I find her to be the most annoying human being ever. The only thing she does is post pictures of herself in bikinis and, you know, to get clout, obviously. And I know, don't her, think um, her, her, I stand her her, 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 her. her, She has implants. Not trying, And she's, like, promoting herself like she's this goddess. I'm like, you have implants. Like, you, you, this isn't natural. Like, I'm not... No, nothing against people getting implants, but like I don't think that's a good message for like a young girl that like you can't be yourself, like, and then you go promoting that, like, as to me personally. And then like all of it is about how she drunk every day, and then she orders, she wastes food, and then she has like cockroaches in her place because she's like just out of control. And like I, I don't understand from from a guy's point of view, like how she doesn't get canceled. Like if this was a 22 year old guy hooking up with a 17 year old girl, it would be like statutory rape. And it would be, a, it would, it would be a still huge is. deal. You'd be, yeah. you'd be canceled in famously, this is still rape, but, but this, but this, this, <laughs> statutory. this, statutory rape, yes. this guy that like this woman, this girl that, you know, is allowed to do this. And then like, she's allowed to continue on and not get, I, I, I'm, I think it's ridiculous. Like she didn't, she ended up cheating on Braxton Barrios. And then there's a whole other story that I think you know a little bit about it, Matt. That like Braxton Barrios, like supposedly cheated uh, with on Sofia Culpo with Alex Earl. So like yeah, Braxton <laughs> Barrios is trying to stay famous because he knows he only has he, a year left in the and NFL. This, and then, that guy I mean, the, can't the winner play. in this. The winner in this. Better than me, but the winner sucks. in this is Sofia Culpo because she's like, oh, you left me, you, you know. You, you got you you left me for this idiot who ended up hooking up with a 17 year old on you like you're a moron like she's the winner she comes out like she comes out really ahead on this one because like this whole thing is just ridiculous Man. and like I, I, for me the double standards are crazy like you know it's just if this was some guy who did that it would be a, it would be a really like huge deal yet you know she's allowed to continue her famous like tiktok career and like you know Go Listen. relatively unscathed from this because yeah. you know she looks because you know she she's a pretty girl which is you know just lots of pretty girls out there i i see pretty girls every day at, i see pretty girls every day around me that doesn't mean you know they're allowed to go you know make out with a 17 year old like i i think there should be more like you know consequences a little bit well yeah you know? so here's the thing Bra- braxton 
Berrios has one thing that this kid doesn't have. This kid presumably didn't get cut from his football team uh, <laughs> in high school. So he's going to be starting varsity next year and Braxton, not oh. so much. So anyway, I don't know anything about Alex Earl. I don't do TikTok. I am married, as Matt pointed out. Um, so my, my online culture is very much still on the Bird app or the Expert app, however you want to call it. Uh, but uh, to Hayden's point, I agree. Uh, as we said, this is inappropriate and potentially depending on what they did. Actually, not really depending. What they what we they, saw. They were them, on video, like making out. Like yeah, even what we saw them do is illegal. Um uh, obviously, if that's all they did, uh, I think you'd be hard pressed to find anyone who wants to press charges about that. Uh, part of it because of the double standard, part of it because, you know, could have been worse. Um, but I think it is important that we do talk about the power dynamic at play and the fact that this person is so much older than this minor. <laughs> um, and that. That, that shouldn't be ignored just because of the gender of the two people being, I'm going to say, a traditional. I feel like we have this conversation a lot more with, uh, you know, an older male and a younger woman. And I don't think we should ignore it when it is an older woman and a younger male. Uh, I will also say, though, this kind of actually really neatly connects with the fact that there's a difference between famous and talented. And this is just one example of that. Everyone involved in this story is not talented, is very specifically famous, minus this minor, potentially. Maybe they're famous. I don't and know. And it's who like, it is. you know, but like, to me, I don't know what you I don't know what you do about it. Like, I mean, yes, you could like throw the book at her, right? Be there's like, nothing oh, you is, could do about it. But, it's just the fact that this girl gets to like parade around all the time and like like for well, me, she's gonna do that anyway because again she doesn't have to be good at anything she doesn't have to be good at all she just has and to like be. he's she she's not an idiot she actually got into like the university of miami like she she That's has okay. some talents he just created a scholarship one but it looks like where you're like showing oh like, i little, know this girl that she's on howard in in miami that's her I don't know. She's like, Sorry, she I, wants to, she <laughs> wants to think she wants to be like girls look up to this girl. I was like, if people are looking up to you, like, don't you think you should like, like, I'm not going to say she's all bad. Like she did Go feed the homeless. She did. She did establish a scholarship fund for her. Like, which like, which was like kind of bad cool. people. Like bad that. people do good things. all That time. was kind of cool. But at the same time, I was like, you know, her, her page is like, she's really annoying. Like she's unbelievably annoying. Like out of all the influencers, like, She's probably the most annoying. I'll say, and, and I'll that's say even, this. and that's even, that's even including Addison Ray, who like, <laughs> she, she's annoying. So, so I don't know anything. All of these names are too young for me. Um, so I'll just say this: bad people do good things all the time. Not saying anyone in the story is a bad person. Just stating a, a statement of fact. You can be a bad person and do a good thing. Uh, you can also be a good person whose profession existence, ideology, dogma, etc., is a net negative for society as a whole. You can be a good person with good intentions and you want to do good things, but just the way you're doing it and how often you're doing it and where you're doing it, whatever it might be, is corrosive to society and is negative. And it, it, we live in a free society. Yeah, you, you can you be know, corrosive. Do you know enough about her? Or do you know a little bit, I'm sure. I don't know that about her. I'm just saying, as oh, yeah, the TikTok, yeah. the TikTok was, category of celebrities. I was wondering if she yeah. knew a little bit about her, like, <laughs> and like, there's there's some like talented people on TikTok. Like, I, I actually sure. learned like, 
I've learned how to cook a little bit on TikTok. Like mm-hmm. there's some things I learned. It's I'm just, not painting with a full brush. I'm just I'm speaking in abstractions. I know. I know. I, know. I, I, but I think it. if you did a if you did a thorough analysis of the top people on TikTok, you'd see a lot more of them that fit my description. Yes. yes than fit yes. the description of mm-hmm. taught someone how to cook. That'd like, be my 100%. guess. Yes. That'd be my guess. I, I'm not disagreeing with you there. I'm not disagreeing with you. that. I, yeah. I you know, if, if I mean, for if this Alex Earl, I've seen her at Howard Stern interview her. Uh, I, I, oh, she's, she's you, like, she's, you mentioned her and I did have to do extra research and, you know, you know, I'm sure there were other options and she could have uh, not done the 17 year old option. Like she made a mistake. Yes. She made a mistake. And it was a bad one, but it's just like, it's just what would happen if the same thing happened for a male? Oh, like, depends on how famous they are. We, we know, yeah, we know like what just, would happen. Like, yeah, but it's like that's that's what I'm saying. Like, I'm not saying double standards are in this I'm world. Not saying what she did was like the worst thing ever because that that would be unfair to say that. That would be a little unfair sure. to say that. Like, you know, 22 and 17 is not like you know, it's not like 40 and like it's not like you know, 40 in that. Like, but like, like you said, Hayden, when it comes to double standards, wise men once said it'd be like that. So. <laughs> <laughs> you just have to hold yourself accountable in these situations. And um, exactly. again, when again, especially in this dating intimacy and intimacy world, do the right thing. There is plenty of mm-hmm. options out there for everybody. And uh, don't do the ones that can risk you prison time. So Or mess up a kid, by the way. Yeah, just but, throw that out there. Absolutely, you're right. This, this, this kid is not going to be messed up give, by this. I, I promise. No, 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 no. Actually, <laughs> but yes, no, you're right. Don't it. create trauma for someone. You're right. This, this kid's about to be famous for no reason now, and he yeah. didn't necessarily ask for that. So well, I don't like want someone, to. He's someone famous, his grandson or something. Sure, I'm just saying. Not everybody. Just because the kid physically enjoyed what was happening doesn't mean there's not going to be issues for this kid down the road. But like also, like that it she also, as the adult. In this situation, also, and the powerful rich person, I might add, should have been aware of. How did he even get into? The, how did he even get into this bar if he was only? Well, I mean, that's bed? a bar issue. You gotta talk. Yeah, to that's the bar. a bar issue too. So it's not like just on. It's on the bar too. You know. Yeah, but still. Yeah, people, hold yourself accountable. It's all about your decisions. Always oh, wow. do the right left, thing. They left together that night too. So, oh my God, so I'm sorry. No, it's, it's something really illegal happened, happened later. Too. Yeah. Wow, that actually. Wow, that that's that that makes it a whole different story. Well, you think when he had to call his mom for the ride, she figured out how old he was? <laughs> oh man, you're right, you're right yeah, on that one. Well, I'm sure this story should, will have more developments to comment on a little later. But wow, Hayden, that's a, that's did you a, watch Zoe 101, Hayden? Yeah, I saw the reboot Zoe 102. Did you actually watch Zoe 102? I, I saw it. You saw it? So me, so. Zoe 102, clearly a story that is what? That show was, ended in 08? It was okay. It was okay. It was like nothing special. So um, I think the I think the reboot of iCarly was actually pretty good. Like I actually I actually enjoyed the reboot. Same. Oh, you I watched it? I never watched iCarly. You watched the, you watched the reboot? Yeah, Carly. It's yeah. been pretty good, right? I, without I Jeanette good. McCurdy? Yeah, no, that, yeah without Jeanette McCurdy. But I still What's up with good? these Nick reboots right, not gonna, having I'm the full cast? I'm sorry. I'm going to give some of it away. Carly and Freddie finally get together, which we kind of oh, we didn't see that one coming for a Nickelodeon. Oh, show. 
<laughs> Listen, Zoe one. I'm just curious. Zoe one hundred one came. Zoe one hundred two came back. And let's be real. This isn't a. This is a spoiler. That is an obvious that Chase and Zoe return. They got back together for a show that is designed for a younger audience. And um, I don't think there's going to be a realistic, deep, existential ending like the adult movies I watch on A24 or from A24 or something. But uh, Zoe one hundred two. Hayden, you saw it. Ryan, I mean, I was, didn't it was see good. it. Refused. But do you have? But is there any interest? I mean, we've been waiting. We knew this was going to happen. In the it's end of Zoe One One, they kissed listen, anyways. Listen, I, I'm going to be honest with you. It's fine if you want to kill time. Not something you go out of your way to say. <laughs> oh, I'm going to watch this. It was so phenomenal. It, it, Zoe One Two. It's fine if you want to. You know. Man, remember when she got these, pregnant? Who are these Nicktoons? These Nick Looney Tunes out here who have been demanding Zoe 102. Where did this come from? I genuinely want to know. Because he feels like out of nowhere, they're just like, oh. Rebooting everything. You, you all, no, not even everything. I, I, like that's, that's a cliche. I get it. We reboot too much shit. Fine. But I'm not even talking about that. Yeah, like, your Western no, got rebooted. Yeah, like we'll talk about, what's it called? You know, we're going to do a movie thing later. We're going to talk about that stuff. We can talk about reboots and all that, right? Um, we might even do it this episode. Who knows? What I'm trying to say is, who actually wanted this one? Like, I'm putting reboots aside. Put reboots away. Not gonna, we're not going to worry about whether or not we do too many reboots. Who said, I need a Zoe 101 reboot? Nobody. Zero people were like, I need a Zoe 101 reboot. And here we well, are. they did have an ending already to that show. We, yeah, it was done. Just they end ended the up together in the end of the show, and they... We just want to remind you, they really ended up together. I, I don't know if we're going to talk about Zoe. Mattel or not I, on this episode. I really don't. But yeah, that's Jesus, the last story we're going to okay. do. Jesus Christmas. End it. Be over. Do a thing. Have it be done. And then never do it again. Tell a story. Finish the story. We'll clap for the story. And then you stop telling the story. The story ends. Ends forever. And if you want to read it, you read it again, or you watch it again, or you listen to it again. And then it's the same story, and you can enjoy it even deeper with the new knowledge. Stop telling stories just to lead to more stories, just to lead to more stories, just to lead to more stories. It's not good. It's not no, creative. This, it's this not one, good writing. This it's one's nonsense. Like, this one's I feel like, was pretty, like, you know. The, the, the car, justified. Carly, yeah, it's pretty justified. What, iCarly or Zoe 101? iCarly was like, that reboot needed to happen. It's like because sure. they didn't they didn't end that show with the couple getting together at the end. So of course they need the reboot to happen. What I'm saying is <laughs> and also no offense to the the cast of Zoe 101, but Miranda Cosgrove stayed relevant. She did. She just Zoe did. One, Zoe what you mean yeah, Zoe 101? Even no, no, Cosgrove? I'm saying I, I Carly oh. had a star, Miranda Cosgrove, who stayed semi relevant throughout I all mean, these years. Which, where, where, oh, do I mean, not even tell me. What else is she doing Jamie after iCarly? No, of course. Oh, I'm just saying. What else did Miranda Cosgrove do after iCarly? She Miranda did some Cosgrove music. She was she did a guest spot on The Good Wife. That was very good. She did several oh, her, things. She, she had a TV her show on C- she did. She had a TV show that she hosted on CBS. Okay, uh, I science. that's fair. She, I mean, listen, was she A-list? Oh, I see. I happen to see that was. Of course she wasn't an A-lister. She was on iCarly. She's she not Leonardo DiCaprio. Wait, did you hear that story of her at USC where she was in a big lecture hall as a, just a regular undergraduate? And every time she would speak, some just jerk would be like, iCarly. 
<laughs> I didn't, but that's, that's horrible. hard. No, she's. Um, I actually like like Miranda Cosgrove. I find yeah, her like, she's again. I find this her is not disrespectful to the cast of Zoe One, but none of them did that. They needed a paycheck, Ryan. <laughs> actually, no. You know who did it? You know who is semi relevant still? Victoria, Victoria Justice, Just- oh, the only God. one who wasn't in the freaking reboot. Come on, that was a true silly. childhood crush for me. It's like, silly that they. Did I was that was my first love. Un- like that was my first unrequested love. I like Shakira, Victoria Justice. Yours was Shakira. Was it yeah. really? Oh, actually, it was Shania Twain. I was really little. You're mad at Jimmy Butler now. Yeah, that, that one was. Yeah, I didn't fully understand that one. Then, then Shakira. Yeah, she's, she's cool, Miranda Cosby. Oh man, I was in love with Victoria, just as like any other kid our age. Lola Lofnangle. Lola Lofnangle. You know, is she is she but single no, now? She's like she two played. years older than us. Oh, that wasn't her name. That was from, Drake and Josh uh, would, would be good, but oh, no, it won't. I'm pretty sure now Jake, you can't have Drake back. I'm pretty sure Drake Parker, is coming like, in crimes and Drake Bell and like, you know, yeah, he he. Kind I of want the Keenan and Kel reboot, which he, is just Good it. Burger too, which they are doing. Which they're there. doing, yeah, they're doing Good Burger. That's fine, Good Burger, but Good Burger too. He kind of went off the deep end, Drake Bell. Whatever no, happened? Not kinda. Uh, he very much did. Yeah, he did, he did. Head first swan dive. Ten points, even from Josh the, uh, was in Oppenheimer. Which he was in Oppenheimer. Was he good, Ryan? I'm going to see Oppenheimer tomorrow. <laughs> he, was, he was surprisingly Josh. <laughs> he was Josh in Oppenheimer. <laughs> he was surprisingly he Josh. Drake Bell to his wedding. Like that's kind of rude. I thought that was very rude. I'm pretty sure Drake like assaulted kids, Hayden. So I don't know if we should but keep the least defending. You could do is, like, I, I like, did this, see him comment on that in a podcast while he did it. This was before all the allegations came gotcha. out. Gotcha. Well, maybe like, he knew something we didn't him to your wedding. Like, you did, like, spend, like, all your, like... Oh, maybe know. he knew something we didn't know. I thought that was I don't want to criticize. I don't want to criticize. I thought that was kind of bad, to be honest with you, because, like, you know, just you couldn't... All you have to do is invite the guy to your wedding. Like, that's pretty bad. They could show up if you don't want that. Did, did Josh, was he just normally... Did he play Josh in Oppenheimer? No, he didn't they were just able to play f- Josh. They were able I, I don't want to get too, I don't want to get too much into it because we're going to talk about Oppenheimer in a separate show uh, next week. Um, so I want to get too much into it, but I, all I would say... I, I mean, I've said it. He was surprisingly Josh for Oppenheimer. Like, What's Josh doing here? That's what's was, funny about Josh It was Peck. very obvious that Josh from Drake and Josh was in this movie. <laughs> And he yeah. was not the only famous actor who I would say that about. I will say that as well. It seems that Josh really took over that name, Josh. You're not Josh Peck. You're Josh. <laughs> you're just Josh, yeah. <laughs> Dude, but last thing on Zoe 102 and uh, Jamie Lynn Spears, you know, glad to see her back. But I guess I Are always we- want to know which happened to Chase Matthews. And glad he came back. Um Michael Barrett, what's his name? Chris Massey, we, Quinn, who they didn't really cover too many storylines besides like the the big one. Like it was oh, Mark was Delfino kind of didn't play like, a big I, part. Like, listen, I'm being honest with you. It was, it was like I said, it was just a fine killer of time. But it, it was, it was like it was like a five. Like if I could give it a ten, like a four or five. Mid. Like, mid, okay, mid. It was serviceable. Like the movie was serviceable. Like we all wanted to go to PCA for a semester. I didn't. Well, it looks like it was a nice place to go to school. Everybody is way more attractive than me at PCA. Come on, that's too much body image issues right there. (laughs) Their main, it seemed their main source of food was sushi. It did. All they talked about, right? Because they had whatever has whatever happened there. Zoe one hundred and one. 
I love that. That was show. a fine show. I mean, nostalgia, of course, but yeah, it was. It had, that it was had the a, first Sunday it night didn't appointment have a great viewing ending of the show. Like, I didn't love the ending, but like, like Fresh Prince of Bel Air had the absolute perfect ending to that show. Like, that literally could have not for a sitcom. Yeah, they sitcom. all I'm saying with revivals of sitcoms, especially, do make sure you have the entire cast. Make get or everybody none unless of the they cast, like the Fresh Prince of Bel Air. <laughs> yeah, right. The dr- drama bet fresh drama Bel Air. Um Zoe one oh one, good times. And I rewatched an episode with somebody like in February and I realized wow, this show was terrible. But um, the nostalgia's <laughs> sake, this is good. And one of the funniest that I saw the episode, which is totally wrong. And this was a and we're we're gonna do one podcast of just absolutely politically incorrect and morally wrong episodes. Pretty much they're having a dance, right? Sure. And they take personality tests and they match the dates up by the personality tests. And Chase straight up steals Zoe's test, takes the exact same answers. I was like, that's wrong. You committed a crime, Chase. That's really creepy. Crime is tough. And you're like 12. He, he stalked her. Yeah, he stalked, he stalked her. But, and then they got matched the with... the cutest way possible. <laughs> uh, the cutest way possible? The cutest way possible. Oh, anyways. But what was funny... So they had... In the point of the episode, they had two people match with Zoe. And... <laughs> Just like these, I don't was know. It, was his name too? You guys yeah, see like, how attractive she got though, Quinn Pensky in real life. Oh my god, she is beautiful now. That's oh who Quinn. Oh. oh my god, Erin Sanders, the actress, got like. Yeah, she is pretty. Wow. Gorgeous. She's gorgeous now. Like, she's. Mm-hmm. she's yeah, yeah, yeah. She did. Um, she is definitely a, a duckling turned into a swan. Oh but anyways, god. but Mac the funniest line. Jesus. What? I'm kidding. You're fine. <laughs> no, they, they called like, her a duckling. Oh, <laughs> uh, well, you, you know the ugly duckling to the No, I got, I got the reference. Anyways, um, <laughs> but was long story short, what was funny is like we have a problem, and then the two perky, um, like seniors are like, problems aren't fun. And I've always remembered that. That's why I remember. Was Austin Butler in that show too? Yeah, the last no, season, Austin, Academy Award nominated actor Austin Butler, who's a legitimate A lister, oh, was a, the worst character in that movie in that show. Oh, Elvis Presley. Well, he had what he had to get practice, right? What if they'd gotten him for the reboot? I mean, that'd, that'd be, be a legitimate else. big deal. Man, Austin Butler Oscar was nominated for an Oscar and had a good chance of legitimately winning it too. Good. He's turned his whole voice. He changed his whole personality for one. Yeah, he's still speaking like Elvis. He's still Elvis. That's nuts. Anyways, he eulogized a- when his daughter died. Asked <laughs> oh, Austin Butler about Elvis's daughter dying. Like you're not Elvis. About a hound dog. Anyway, I just want sorry. to thank everybody for this award. You ain't nothing but a hound dog. Unbelievable how like I, I don't want to say irrelevant the cast became after Zoe. What like you're I like kind of it's, what it's hard. It's hard. It's yeah, bad, like actually because like I, I, they don't even have Wikipedia pages. These people <laughs> and like except they were, Austin like, Butler they were on like a big like show too. Yeah, Devin War. I see a lot of clips from the Nessie Classified podcast where they're all grown up and they're just shitting on their experience, getting no residual checks. And it's like, yeah, we're not famous. And he's like, there was a convo. I told you, Ryan, like, you comment too, Hayden, about how it seems that Disney, like Nickelodeon stars seem to, they might not be as famous, but they seem to come out relatively normal compared to Disney stars. Yeah. Like, like Shia LaBeouf, yeah. for example. And then Devin Warkaiser, who played yeah, yeah, Demi Lovato. Like, who was like a who was like a really really big like Nickelodeon star? Like Josh, Josh Peck, yeah. 
That's I'm probably it. Like, I'm trying to even think. I, of I mean, you call Amanda Barnes, but she went crazy. But she was on the roughly right track. Keenan. If you want to go that he far, he hit a ceiling too, though, right? Like, but he's fine. Yeah, got, like, oh, you're like outward, like turn into an A lister. Justice and Ariana yeah. Grande, they, they turned out pretty good. Yeah. Ariana Grande, actually, Ariana Grande Justice had some, some, some nice moments after that. But Devin Warcraft said, Yeah, probably because we weren't, we're not as famous as the Disney Channel kids, and that just shows the fame aspect. The House of Mouse always well, yeah, definitely, they definitely were like more like low key shows and like people there. There were some good. The cartoons are great. Keenan and Kel and all that, great. And I'm going with like the like the real like late '90s ones. But oh no, it, it's got to be. I and briefly an interning at a at Nickelodeon. It's really hard to do kids. Ch- it running a kids channel when you're not in the demographic, right? Yeah, for the I audience, it's hard to, to to gauge that. So they figure it Stuff out, and their, it's there in their eyes. Yeah, but you know what? Last thing on this before we do our last story, Cartoon Network probably has the shows that did the best because a lot of their shows on a kids' network is for all ages. Like regular show is it's animated, right? That. So it oh, it's animated, true. That helps. Regular show, Adventure Time, mm-hmm. um, you know, shows like that. I mean, again, like you said, the aspect of it being animated is probably the reason why it's able to work. But um, yeah, it's you just. Pretty, the smaller the story, do animated if you're doing a kid show. It's much easier to gauge legit stories. Anyways, last story here. To uh, We did a lot. I did not expect that much in Story 101. The nostalgia is real. But it was all good stuff, so no problem there. So Barbie came out this uh, two weeks ago. It still had another amazing second weekend next to Oppenheimer. Did. And... This is what happened. The CEO of Mattel came out to say to the CEO of Mattel came out to say that we plan on adapting more of our games and toys into films. So we are getting another MCU, the Mattel Cinematic Universe. Some of these entire some of these games and move some of these games that are being turned into movies include Uno, the movie, Barney, the movie, and I'm kind of interested in that. Daniel Kaluuya's in charge. I guess it's more of a satire aimed at adults. Um, Matchbox, so like the Cars, Hot Wheels movie, Magic 8-Ball the movie, a lot of stuff. American Girl, Thomas the Tank Engine, which they've done already, Master of the Universe, uh, a lot of stuff. He-Man. We, He-Man. Sorry. So He-Man is Master of the Universe. Sorry. Viewmaster the movie. But anyways, guys, the point of Barbie was to prove that you can make an original IP and have a cinematic success and the execs took that and then they just did what they normally do learn how to spin it off into more merchandise and money we are getting another cinematic universe of this stuff guys what what do you think of this i don't think it's the bit ba- i mean it's for the film companies it's actually i'll let hayden finish his, his stuff because i'm gonna explode <laughs> For the film company, it's not a bad idea. Like these movies are raking in money at the box office. Like, like, for, like if they want to, you know, people to make money off it, it's a good idea. Especially considering the film industry is on strike right now. Like, you know, this is. But you still need actors. That part won't fix it. But yeah, it won't. Yeah, but like, I mean, Barbie like is doing well in the box office. Like the the Mario movie, even though it was not a critically acclaimed movie, like a lot of kids saw that. So it's like. I think you gotta you gotta focus on making the quality of the movie a little bit better if you're gonna do that. But like the ideas, the, the ideas, right? But it would be 
it would be good if you got like like a really really talented actor. Like remember like I'm trying to think. I'm trying We're to gonna think. have Austin Butler do the Magic Eight Ball movie. As yeah. Elvis. Austin yeah. as Elvis as the magic book. This this could end up being an interesting. I it could end up being a, a, a lucrative venture. It just I I would just like the movie the movies themselves to actually be a little bit more like better. So I disagree one thousand percent. Sorry. Here's the thing. I was no, thinking I about. I was thinking about this genuinely when, when I saw this announcement. I mean, I actually tweeted about this. And despite the name of the show, I only tweet when it's important or when I'm getting paid. So <laughs> and that this was. Because this was important, I wasn't getting paid for this. Um, I saw this announcement, and I looked at the list of movies. Now again, MCU, Mattel Cinematic Universe, to me, assumes that these movies are all connected. <laughs> dear, dear listener, please keep that in the back of your mind. I'll get back to that in a second. I looked at this list of movies, and I didn't even try to connect them. I just looked at the list of movies that they said they were making from their products. And I mean this with disrespect, frankly. Only maybe two of those things could even be okay movies. Like, don't worry about connecting them to anything. Masters of the Universe and Hot Wheels. Oh, the only two things that they listed. And they've made a Master of the Universe movie live action. <laughs> I uh. could even see you making a movie. The Magic 8-Ball is a fucking ball. What's that <laughs> movie about? Going on it like a Jumanji Una, type. Oh, Una, oh. <laughs> Someone, uh, I got last card. Uh oh. And Barbie? All you're going to do is make the Barbie movie, which was a good movie, look stupid because now you have to somehow connect Hot Wheels to it. That's not what this movie was. Ryan, I think Hayden, the Mattel, the Mattel staff wants to wants this to stop. Clearly, though, Ryan just froze on a great rant that I am so I'm going to be so annoyed that we're not going to get. But um, I, I doesn't seem you're as passionate, Hayden. Um, <laughs> on this one, like, um. I'd go on the Sean Payton one. I, I, oh my God, that would be a, but this one, like, I can't really say like from, from, from this angle, like it has, it has a, it has good money. It's, it would be great in the box office, but you can't, you can't institute a crappy product. Like the moves, I, I, I'm not even disagreeing with you. Like imagine it, terrible. Like some of these movies are just that they're putting out are like, should never even, be considered like the Super Mario movie was just an awful movie. Like they're putting out movies that I mean they're they're crap to be honest. They're they're just trying to make money. Like they're not even trying to make them good. Like yeah, I, I'm not I'm not going to disagree with Ryan on that. Like Ryan, you're back. It's uh, we because lost Big Ryan. Mattel is trying to keep me quiet, but I will not stop begging this drum, Matt. You heard it on the productive conversations. Restart it right now. Tell them why you're mad, Ryan, as we got you back here. Wait, what did you what did you not hear? I hate to tell you we didn't get none any of it. Of that. <laughs> this is an outrage. This is a slander. Most of these movies they're trying to make aren't even gonna be good movies, let alone connecting them to all of the other movies you're trying to make. They didn't get the right lesson from the Barbie movie. The Barbie movie, by the way, 
has absolutely no way you can connect that to any of these other movies. Any of these other movies. It's literally going to be impossible. Why? Because she didn't write it or direct it to be a freaky cinematic universe. She just did it to make a gazillion dollars and move on. He-Man, Hot Wheels. That's it. Only movies on that freaking list that could even get released in a theater. The they rest did of them, the Master of the Universe as well already. Yeah, by the way, both those movies have had theatrical releases that have failed. But at least we know, like, proof of concept, you could make a movie about them. None of these are Thomas the Tank Engine? Which they did oh. a movie of, and it failed with Alec Baldwin. Uno? What is the Uno movie about? There's going to be a lot of stakes. There's going to be high stakes. The Magic Eight is a ball. Toy Story movies were phenomenal. Like those, those So you're going to bring the Uno cards to life? I guess so. You're going to do the seven, eight, nine joke the whole time? What? You can't. It's not going to work. It's insanity. Just write the story. Tell the story. Get your flowers for telling an awesome story, which they did. Mattel funded a very heartwarming movie. Uh, the message was great too, but it was even beside the message. It was heartwarming. It was fun to watch. It was funny. Oh, and you then, saw the Barbie movie? You saw yes, it? I've seen it. Yeah, and then just move on. Like, and then I just move on. on. Like I've heard some people liked it, and some people like you. Know. Yeah, I, the, the people who didn't like it are just wrong. There's no mixed review about it. No offense, <laughs> but uh, I'm not going to get into that because we're no, doing we're I'm, doing I'm the surprised. Barbie. Like, review. I'm actually like surprised it was like because I thought it was going to be a terrible movie. I, I thought it was going to be horrible. no. It was good. It was factually speaking, it was a good movie. Greta we'll Gerwig does make bad movies. Yeah, exactly. I'm we'll get into that so on much. the the Barbie review. Uh, I won't oh, and the Barbie Oppenheimer review. Um, so I won't get. I want to talk too much about Barbie. I'm just like. It, this is not just a Mattel problem. Like, obviously, Mattel is the most outrageous because part of their canon- canonical universe is Magic 8-Ball and fucking Uno. But, like, DC, DC and Marvel need to pay attention to this, too. Not everybody who had a freaking issue of a freaking comic book back in the 60s needs an extended series that's connected to Superman or Spider-Man or the mm-hmm. X-Men. Oh, Sometimes, yeah, like, like Green Lantern. Just, they tried to do Green well, Lantern. I mean, he, just yeah. leave them be. And How are you going to do a Viewmaster movie? <laughs> yes, just tell a story and move on. Let it sit there. Let it be like its thing. We used to write books in this country and they would just be over. We used to do TV, and it would just be over. And movies as well would just be over. You told a good story. Everyone left loving your story. And if they wanted to relive your story, they could do that by buying the thing or streaming it or whatever. Like When we create stuff just to be an advertisement for the next thing we're doing, everything looks bad. The movie you made looks bad. The next movie you make is bad because it's just leading to the next movie after it. You're not creating anything but commercials. You're doing three hour long commercials (laughs) for the next movie. Don't do it. Just tell the story. The one that you wrote, it was a good one to tell. And if you have a good idea for Hot Wheels or for Masters of the Universe or somehow some inexplicable way Magic 8-Ball and Uno. If you really have an idea, really, then fine. But don't connect them all together. Don't say we're releasing 900 movies about all of our toys. And by the way, cancel the Polly Pocket movie. Polly Pocket is going to be, <laughs> at best, at best, a cheap imitation of the movie they just released. Yeah, this is, that's insane. the exact same thing. And then you're going to have a Margot Robbie direct, cameo. They, they, they had a director with a similar they'll profile. Make a movie, they'll make a movie on the Tamagotchi watch. 
Fine, if you can make a good movie about Tamagotchi, but don't try and make the Tamagotchi movie the same as the Barbie movie because it can lead to the Ken sequel, which can lead to the My Little Pony television show on Disney+. Plus. Don't do that. And that's what they want to do because, as you said, that's where they think their money is. Their well, money can be did, on... They, that's what they did with Madagascar. They got the Penguins their own show, the Penguins of Madagascar. Well, but that's fine because Madagascar didn't exist outside. Yeah, no, You have to do something with Madagascar. Here's what you could do with Barbie. You want to make more mm-hmm. money with Barbie? You know, Mar- Barbie's success. You want to make more money instead of ruining get, like, every movie. Do, like Ken his own show. Ken gets his own. Not show. even just re-release the Barbie dolls. Just do more Barbies. Everyone's talking about your doll. Just release dolls from the movie. Have Barbie again from the movie. Give them the outfits. Like this was an incredibly visually memorable movie. Just do that. That's millions of dollars, and you don't have to ruin a damn thing, and you don't have to make a freaking uno movie to do it i just can't the mcu the first mcu is free at this point is frankly ridiculous the marvel one is ridiculous that's already grown old you're gonna start another one based on uno i can't matt really? can't these people and they tried to show a lot of these up. and a lot yeah and a lot of these movies definitely for this microphone have been made already isn't the isn't the fast and furious series hot wheels yes <laughs> Yes, it is. That's a very good point. And that's why we know they could make a Hot Wheels movie because they've made it. And Grand um, Turismo is coming out. That's good. That's just Hot Wheels, but with video <laughs> games. That's just video game Hot Wheels. Is it Rock of Sockham, the um the real fight that Dude, Hugh Jackman was in? What is like yeah, what is that movie gonna be about? Did your uh, did your wife see it, Ryan? Or yeah, we saw it. Yeah, we saw it together. together. Okay, yeah. I'm gonna see Barbie. We saw both. We saw one on one. We we want to do it back to back same day. We could. Did did she like the Barbie movie? Oh yeah. I mean, she liked it way more than I did actually. She loved it. I mean, I thought it was good. She she loved the movie. Um, I mean, Oppenheimer was good too. We'll talk about that more. Like I guess on Monday. Oh yeah, yeah. there'll be another. Was it like about that? It wasn't as like you know like transformational. I think as people made it out to be. Like I, I just did the greatest movie ever. Like, I'm seeing it tomorrow. So, I, no, yeah, I, let's I talk really about it next it. week. I really let's liked it, but, like, there was nothing – it wasn't, like, a scene where I was, like, holy like, – like, We'll see. We'll see what We don't want to get too yeah. much into it. But. Yeah. Like, uh, for me personally, my favorite movie of all time is Hacksaw Ridge. That movie is, like, every time I watch it. Like, well, so I'll say this. This moves away from this point, but favorite, favorite movie of all time is subjective. If Barbie movie is your favorite movie of all time, that is totally okay. Yeah, so no, Ridge is your famous movie of all time. That's that's, fine, that's yeah. fine. I'm not here to say anything about that. I'm just saying, like, it's for story storytelling 101, writing a compelling piece of content, doing it about a card game is not it, Chief. I agree with you on that. That I agree. And they're doing that because they want to make more money. They can make more money. If they make a good Masters of the Universe movie, they can make a gazillion dollars. If they make a good Hot Wheels movie, they can make a gazillion dollars. Like, they can do it. Barbie, the proof of Barbie, the concept for Barbie was that you can take an interesting IP with very limited theatrical success and you can turn it into a blockbuster with good writing, strong casting, in, in solid marketing. That's what Barbie taught us. And you can do that with some of these movies. But that's if you're lucky. And you certainly will never do that if when you make the He-Man movie, it's trying to set up the Uno movie or the Magic 8 movie <laughs> or the Polly Pocket movie. If you're trying to create a universe on purpose that makes th- – these toys were never connected 
originally. They were not meant to be connected. To try and force them into a connection now outside of the I mean, unless they I, I can't say anymore because I will give away pieces of the Barbie movie. And I know Matt is going to see that. Uh, is it impossible? No. Is it next to impossible? Yes. And will it be good? Almost certainly not. And I think that it's insane that that's the lesson they took away because everyone online has told them over and over again. The, the positive reviews of this movie have all talked about the same like four things. This is like how there's only two complaints against the movie and there's like four, four or five like praises for the movie. It's the same. The same five things people like about this movie. Do that. None of that are, well, I really like how the Barbie movie led right into the Polly Pocket. Now, mm-hmm. No one said that because it didn't do that. So don't, why that's the We're going to get uh, Barbie versus Polly Pocket after. We're not. I hope Polly Pocket makes negative money. <laughs> Man, a lot of great stuff today, gentlemen. It was a good one, and I appreciate it. So Hayden and Ryan, let's do another tweet cap next week and uh, have some more fun with it. Sounds, Sounds good. good. Hayden and Ryan, good job, guys. That was a lot of fun. Don't forget to like and subscribe to the Productive Conversations podcast on all podcasts and platforms and YouTube. And don't forget to check out exclusive content regarding this show across all social media platforms. We're on Instagram at Productive Conversations Podcast, Twitter slash X at ProdCovoPod. We're on TikTok at Productive Conversations, YouTube at Productive Conversations, Facebook at Productive Conversations. So we are shifting to the world of wrestling this Thursday previewing SummerSlam 2023 that probably is going to be the last wrestling show in the near future. I mean, of course, if something big comes up or if I decide to cover AEW, which I'm starting to get into. I don't know if I'm... I mean, of course, uh, anyone can make a show and comment on anything, but let me just keep watching and learning. So this will probably be the last wrestling show in a while, maybe not even till Royal Rumble as we're about to get into a busy fall. But again, who knows? If something big is worth talking about, uh, we will do it. So we will do a wrestling show for you, previewing SummerSlam 2023. And don't forget, we are live... We're doing a live stream, another productive cast, this Saturday night, 8 p.m., before you go out to the bars, before you go out to get laid, before you go out and make the most of a summer Saturday night. Check us out on YouTube, at Productive Conversations Podcast, at Productive Conversations, and check out our live stream of SummerSlam 2023 as we react to what could be a big and monumental pay-per-view. I know you want to be there to see how we hopefully see the final chapter of the Bloodline story. I know you want to see our reaction to the return of Randy Orton, which I'm hearing, or maybe even a surprise return from The Rock. Check us out, our live reactions, or if you can't make it, Check out the live stream YouTube YouTube video after that. And it should be a lot of fun. Also happy to report that Brendan is back in town with his lovely girlfriend, Kate. And it's great to have them. And the family's all together with Tommy before he goes back to school tomorrow to get ready for his season, junior year. Making big strides at the quarterback position for the Wagner Seahawks. Let's get it. So we are all together, and that is a blessing. And... Got even, we even got to hang out with Grandma Fran and Aunt Joanne and celebrate Dad's birthday. And yeah, this uh, summer 
for the show, I it's been an amazing summer for me personally. I thought other things would happen this summer that um would lead to you know more more times instead of just working all the time but it's the little things you get and i'm blessed enough to get a few great moments in the summer and hanging out with my family especially in today's world is the best so i'm glad we're all together and i'm about to go hang out with them some more so you will see me again on thursday to get ready for SummerSlam, and i can't wait to talk to you all then so i want to thank Hayden and Ryan for their contributions to the show. Thank you to Alex to Jesus for what he does behind the scenes. And I want to thank you, the greatest fans and listeners in the world, for supporting us no matter what. I love each and every single one of you. You'll see me again on Thursday. Can't wait to talk then. Don't forget to check in on your friends and family. My name is Matt Brown. I am the host of the Productive Conversations podcast. And I'll see you very soon. Much love. Peace. All she needed was some.